Welcome to Reading the One Year Bible Together, a daily podcast that runs Monday through Saturday. My name is Bryce Tomlinson, and I'll be joined by Sherry Atanasal and on occasion, my lovely wife, Julie. If you don't have a one-year Bible, you can get a reading plan at oneyearbibleonline.com. There's a link in the description of this video on Facebook and as well as the show notes of our podcast. This podcast is recorded from Jitsi, where we do our live streams daily. Details can be found in the show notes as well as on our Facebook page. You're welcome to read out of whichever version of the Bible that you like best. We just happen to use the World English Bible because it's public domain. And as such, this podcast and its corresponding live stream are also public domain. You're welcome to download them and re-upload them anywhere that you see fit, anywhere that you think that the Word of God is needed. We feel like that's pretty much everywhere, so you should totally do that. And even if you can't, you can still hit that share button, share this on your timeline, share this on your Facebook, your Twitter feed, your TikTok, or wherever you think that people ought to be getting into the Bible. In the show notes, you'll find links to PayPal and Patreon, where you can show your support and contribute to the improving of our audio quality and the audio gear that we use to record these podcasts and live streams. Thanks for joining us, and here we go. Today is August 2nd, and that means it is day 214 of the one-year Bible. Day 214 is going to start us out in 2 Chronicles chapter 32. So if you want to get turned there, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for our time together, for this fellowship, for our podcast, for every one of our listeners. Lord, we pray that uh, your word would sow seeds into souls today, and we ask that your Holy Spirit would light our path, would change our course where we need it, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, we are starting in 2 Chronicles chapter 32, starting in verse 1. After these things, and this faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came, entered into Judah, encamped against the fortified cities, and intended to win them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come, and that he was planning to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the springs, which were outside the city, and they helped him. Then many people gathered together, and they stopped all the springs and the brook that flowed through the middle of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find abundant water? He took courage, built up all the wall that was broken down, and raised it up to the towers with the other wall outside, and strengthened Milo in David's city, and made weapons and shields in abundance. He set captains of war over the people, gathered them together to him in the wide place at the gate of the city, and spoke encouragingly to them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude who is with him. For there is a greater one with us than with him. An arm of flesh is with him, but Yahweh our God is with us to help us and to fight our battles. The people rested themselves on the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. After this, Sennacherib, of Assyria sent his servants to Jerusalem. Now he was attacking Lachish, and all his forces were with him. To Hezekiah, king of Judah, and to all Judah who were at Jerusalem, saying, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says, In whom do you trust that you remain under siege in Jerusalem? Doesn't Hezekiah persuade you to give over to die by famine and by thirst, saying, Yahweh our God will deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Hasn't the same Hezekiah taken away his high 
high places and his altars, and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, You shall worship before one altar, and you shall burn incense on it? Don't you know what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of the lands? Were the gods of the nations of those lands in any way able to deliver their land out of my hand? Who was there among all the gods of those nations which my fathers utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of my hand, that your God should be able to deliver you out of my hand. Now therefore, don't let Hezekiah deceive you, nor persuade you in this way. Don't believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of my hand, and out of the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you out of my hand? His servants spoke yet more against Yahweh God, and against his servant Hezekiah. He also wrote letters insulting Yahweh, the God of Israel, and speaking against him, saying, As the gods of the nations of the lands, which have not delivered their people out of my hand, so shall the God of Hezekiah not deliver his people out of my hand. They called out with a loud voice in the Jews' language to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to frighten them and to trouble them, that they might take the city. They spoke of the God of Jerusalem as of the gods of the peoples of the earth which are the work of men's hands. Hezekiah the king and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, prayed because of this and cried to heaven. Yahweh sent an angel who cut off all the mighty men of valor, the leaders and captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. When he had come into the house of his God, those who came out of his own body killed him there with the sword. Thus Yahweh saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others, and guided them on every side. Many brought gifts to Yahweh to Jerusalem, and precious things to Hezekiah, king of Judah, so that he was exalted in the sight of all nations from then on. In those days Hezekiah was terminally ill, and he prayed to Yahweh, and he spoke to him, and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah didn't reciprocate appropriate to the benefit done for him, because his heart was lifted up. Therefore there was wrath on him, Judah and Jerusalem. However, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that Yahweh's wrath didn't come on them in the days of Hezekiah. Hezekiah had exceedingly great riches and honor. He provided himself with treasuries for silver, for gold, for precious stones, for spices, for shields, and for all kinds of valuable vessels also storehouses for the increase of grain, new wine, and oil, and stalls for all kinds of animals, and flocks in folds. Moreover, he provided for himself cities and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him abundant possessions. This same Hezekiah also stopped the upper spring of the waters of Gihon and brought them straight down on the west side of David's city. Hezekiah prospered in all his works." However, concerning the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent to him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him to test him, that he might know all that was in his heart. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his good deeds, behold, they are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the ascent to the tombs of the sons of David. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem honored him at his death. Manasseh, his son, reigned in his place. Next, we continue with 2 Chronicles chapter 33, starting in verse 1.
Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, after the abominations of the nations whom Yahweh cast out before the children of Israel. For he built again the high places which Hezekiah his father had broken down, and he raised up altars for the Baals, made Asheroth, and worshipped all the army of the sky, and served them. He built altars in Yahweh's house, of which Yahweh said, My name shall be in Jerusalem forever. He built altars for all the army of the sky in the two courts of Yahweh's house. He also made his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. He practiced sorcery, divination, and witchcraft, and dealt with those who had familiar spirits and with wizards. He did much evil in Yahweh's sight to provoke him to anger. He set the engraved image of the idol which he had made in God's house, of which God said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. I will put my name forever. I will not any more remove the foot of Israel from off the land, which I have appointed for your fathers, if only they will observe to do all that I have commanded them, even all the law, the statutes, and the ordinances given by Moses. Manasseh seduced Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that they did more evil than did the nations whom Yahweh destroyed before the children of Israel. Yahweh spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they didn't listen. Therefore, Yahweh brought on them the captains of the army of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh in chains, bound him with fetters, and carried him to Babylon. When he was in distress, he begged Yahweh his God, and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him, and he was entreated by him, and heard his supplication, and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that Yahweh was God. Next, we are going into the New Testament. We are in Romans chapter 15, starting in verse 23. But now, no longer having any place in these regions, and having these many years a longing to come to you, whenever I travel to Spain, I will come to you, for I hope to see you on my journey, and to be helped on my way there by you, if first I may enjoy your company for a while. But now, I say, I am going to Jerusalem, serving the saints. For it has been the good pleasure of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor among the saints who are at Jerusalem. Yes, it has been their good pleasure, and they are their debtors. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, they owe it to them also to serve them in material things. When, therefore, I have accomplished this, and have sealed to them this fruit, I will go on by way of you to Spain. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of the good news of Christ. Now I beg you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those who are disobedient in Judea, and that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, that I may come to you in joy through the will of God, and together with you find rest. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. And now we continue with Romans chapter 16, starting in verse 1. I commend to you 
Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the assembly that is at Centuria, that you receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, and that you assist her in whatever matter she may need from you. For she herself also has been a helper of many, and of my own self. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the assemblies of the Gentiles. Greet the assembly that is in their house. Greet Apeonetus, my beloved, who is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ. Greet Mary, who labored much for us. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my relatives and my fellow prisoners, who are notable among the apostles who were also in Christ before me. Greet Amplius, my beloved, in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Stachus, my beloved. Next, we are going back into the Old Testament. We are now in Psalm 25, starting in verse 16. Turn to me and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Oh, bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my travail. Forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies, for they are many. They hate me with cruel hatred. Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be disappointed, for I take refuge in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. God, redeem Israel out of all his troubles. And lastly, we finish with Proverbs chapter 20, verses 16 through 18. Take the garment of one who puts up collateral for a stranger, and hold him in pledge for a wayward woman. Fraudulent food is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth is filled with gravel. Plans are established by advice. By wise guidance you wage war. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word and for our time together for this fellowship. Lord, as we keep this uh, short and sweet, we ask that you live with us today, that you abide in us today as we go forward with our, our day. We ask that you walk with us and walk before us, that you light our path with your word that we've read today. Equip us for everything that we're going to do, and Lord, we want to watch you work. We pray for healing for our loved ones, our friends and family with cancer, heart disease, stroke deaths in the family. We pray for hurting hearts. We pray for those with various syndromes and autoimmune disorders. We pray for relationships, those married and those getting divorced. We pray that you would heal hearts, that you would move them forward in a, in a right way. And we pray for our kids. We pray that this world would not be a tantalizing treat to them, but a bad taste in their mouth. We pray that they would repent of this world and come to you and chase after Jesus. We pray for evangelists and missionaries as they go throughout this world and through our streets. We pray that they would be fruitful. We pray for first responders, that you would protect them, that you would get them home safe, that they would be effective and persevere in what amounts to a ministry of you helping and rescuing people. And we pray for Israel. We pray that they would know Jesus. We pray that they would know Jesus is Messiah. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today is short and sweet, eat and run. What's your game plan today? Uh, my game plan is a doctor's appointment, and I'm going to try and do a few things around the yard. I have some plants that are overdue to be watered. Huts around the house and do some cleaning, and Amanda has jujitsu tonight. How about you? I have plants that are no longer overdue to be watered. <laughs> do you know why? Well, why? Because, because you don't have any plants. Because oh. they're dead. <laughs> they are no longer overdue to be watered. <laughs> they are going to be compost. Mm. 
I probably will actually turn them into the bucket of the the potting stuff that we have. Mm-hmm. That probably would be smart. Just yeah, right out of the pots and that works. Make them into soil for the next ones. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Anyway, um, yeah, I've, I've got to pick up Daffy from the groomer probably any minute now. Let's see if she's finished, and then I'm gonna finish editing this video because it is overdue. Anyway, you guys, thanks for joining us. God bless you guys. Thank you, Sherry, for reading along with me. And tomorrow will also be short and sweet because I got something going on right after the live stream. We'll see you tomorrow right around tenish or so-ish Pacific time right here in the Jitsi room and then later on in the day on the podcast. And be sure to follow the podcast so that you get updates when we post a new episode. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye.